about twice a year, Nancy says, I'm going to write my novel. I'm writing my novel. I'm getting started on it today. It's I'm a doing pipe it. dream. Uh, it's, about, it's about two times a year. Yeah, it's I a do. seasonal thing. Uh, but it never quite <laughs> happens. It never sort of ever comes to fruition. Well, we're going to talk to somebody uh, here on the podcast today who's actually done that, has written a novel. As a matter of fact, very like successful. almost 50 novels. Mm-hmm. And she's right here in uh, in our area, in the greater Peoria metropolitan area. It's very cool. And we'll chat with her next because John and Nancy are still talking. All right, so we uh, we welcome our local author, Brenda Rothert, uh, this morning. Good morning, Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Hi, good morning. All right, how are you today? Doing great. Excellent. Really glad it's Friday. Excellent. All right, yes. You know, uh, <laughs> the, the only issue I have just right out of the gate is uh, I find the fact that you are friends with Nancy Flagg to be kind of questionable to your character. <laughs> Brenda and I don't know each other very so, well, but... I'm like, Nancy's like, I've got this friend, and she's written all these books. Yes. And I'm like, it's a friend of yours? Well, and it's right <laughs> up my alley, because I do like romance novels. Now, right. Brenda, you grew up in central Illinois. You went to Pekin High School. You went to Spoon River College. How did that all translate into you becoming an author of romance novels? Yeah, I know. It's, that's, that's the question, right? I think for anybody who becomes a romance author is, how did this happen? Um, I, I, my first uh, job in journalism was at the Pekin Daily Times. Um, I was interviewing for a job as a sports clerk, uh, when I worked at Pekin Insurance and, uh, the editor hired me to write for him instead. And, um, his name was Joel Steinfeld and I never would have known I'm a writer without him. Um, and then I later, like after about a year and a half at the Pekin Times, went on to work for the Peoria Journal Star um, for about seven and a half years. And um, I had a friend there, Terry Bibo. I'm sure everybody knows oh, yeah, who Terry is. Oh, Terry, for sure. Um, yeah, we were out at lunch one day, and she told me she was working on her own book. And I don't know what it was that just made something click in my mind and say, I want to write a book, too. Um, See that sounds like me. Are, are you sure it you wasn't? Know. Are you sure it wasn't? Oh God, if Terry Bible can do that, I can do that. Uh, it's funny. You know, it's like they say you should write the book you want to read, and um, I'm I am a big fan of dystopian and post-apocalyptic romance, okay. which is kind of a niche genre, right? Oh. It's like there wasn't a lot out there, and so the advice is always um, write the book you wish you could read. And so I did that. Did, so you started with, started with a with a weird dystopian kind of Cormac, so McCart- Cormac McCarthy yeah. sort of a, a post-apocalyptic book? What was it? Yeah, so it was called, so I made all the mistakes that you can make on that book, um, starting with the title. <laughs> it was called Jocal, which is the Latin word for jewel, um, because the characters in the book, um, the women were like um, the crown jewel soldiers. Okay. Um, in this army. Um, and I later learned you should never name a book something that people don't know what that word means. Yeah. Right out um, of the gate, they're already confused, <laughs> yeah. right, before yeah. they even buy it. Yeah. Right. So it's no longer for sale. I, I always say it's buried in my backyard now. Um, <laughs> but it was good enough that uh, I entered it in the Amazon Breakthrough Novel Award competition, and I advanced in the competition um, which gave me the confidence to look into self-publishing, and that's how I got my start. But Work. it wasn't until my fifth book 
that my sales really took off and I was able to leave my other job and write books full time. And that was about nine years ago. We're talking to Brenda Rother, uh, who's a, a local author uh, of romance novels. Mm-hmm. And Nancy tells me that you've got about 50 books out there, Brenda. Is that correct? I'm working on number 47 yeah. right wow. now. And a good yep. chunk of those books. So this is, you had a great story when we were just talking, you know, pre today that, um, you have a great story about how you actually came about writing your hockey series. So she's big into hockey. A lot of her yeah. a big chunk of her books has to do with like hockey series, hockey players. Uh-huh. How did that happen? Yes. <laughs> she went so to about she half said. of them are hockey you're a romances. Big, you're a and big Riverman that's fan. When I was writing my, I think it might have been my fourth book. Yeah, I needed a model for the cover. And um, my friend BJ Stone um, is a radio station manager. And um, I thought he might know lots of athletes and stuff. He was the announcer of the Riverman Games at the time. And um, so I asked him, can you recommend somebody? He needs to be really tall, like six foot five. And BJ said, I've got the perfect guy for you. He's the assistant coach of the Riverman, and they call him Big Sexy. Uh, that was his nickname because he is very tall. Um, his name was Kevin Tucker. So, That's so weird. Um, Kevin, Kevin and I have the same nickname. What are the chances? <laughs> what and, are the chances? And frankly, Brenda, I'm sure he I needed know. to be really tall, but I, I'm sure he needed to be really uh, buff, too. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he was not unattractive. Um, okay. I'll say that. He was not unattractive at all. Um, and uh, he brought the head coach of the Riverman, um, John D. Trudell, who is still the head coach of the Riverman, to the photo shoot because – Guys do that. You know, they're like, I know you're going to make fun of me, but you can come anyway. And he just thought it was the funniest thing ever. Outstanding. Um, Kevin was such a great sport. He did all the cheesy poses and, um, I mean, good poses, too. But he also took cheesy poses that were later hung up in the locker room um, so that everybody could make fun of him. Um, And, uh, anyway, they started talking to me about hockey during that photo shoot. And I just thought they were the nicest like coolest guys and they said if you ever want to come watch a practice or learn more about hockey or make the guys in your romance novels into hockey players and I was like that is such a great idea and I had no idea no idea at all that hockey romance is one of the top selling genres that is so bizarre that you go from post-apocalyptic romance to hockey (laughs) what is that it is well when you want to sell books you live and you learn right Um, (laughs) good point Stop writing such niche stuff and start writing more marketable stuff. What so, people want to read, yeah. Yeah, so I started meeting some of the players who were just this, the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. They play strictly for love of hockey. You know, they, they don't play for money. You know, they play because they love the game. And I started learning about it and uh, going to practices and um, got to sit by the ice with DJ at a game. Um, and learned some more about it, and I was just completely hooked. So, so a lot of your characters... Yeah, I've about 20 hockey romances. Okay. So a lot of your characters inspired by some former Peoria Riverman? <laughs> some was, of them, yeah. I don't ever say who I've interviewed or which stories in my books. Um, but, yeah, the guys let me interview them about everything. Hockey, personal lives, and um, they had some amazing stories. Um, so, yeah, it's... I'm so grateful that, like, just because they're incredibly nice guys, they helped me stumble into this top-selling genre. And I'm a huge Riverman fan to this day. I'll My bet husband you are. and I I'll bet go you to are. the games. 
Yeah. Yeah, we we love watching the Rivermen. Brenda Rother, uh, who's a, a local romance author here in the Peoria area and has sold a whole bunch of books, apparently about hockey, which is interesting. Full disclosure, Brenda, I know your son well, so that's cool. You oh! Know, ra- radio's, <laughs> really? a, ra- radio's a very clicky, small circle. We all know each other. Oh, you're talking about BJ, BJ Stone. Stone. Sure. That, yeah. That's her friend, not her... Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. I thought he was your son. Oh my gosh, no, BJ's way older than me. <laughs> okay. Um, no, BJ's your friend. <laughs> You're freaking me out there for you a second. You were freaking me out. I didn't know. I'm trying to figure out how old everybody is here, okay? Just leave me be. Uh, <laughs> no, but but I know BJ well, and I, I've known many of the Rivermen over the years yeah. and, and stuff. And, and, and I, I don't, you know, when I think of the Peoria Rivermen and hockey players in general, that's not triggering romance for me. They, they, you know, they don't really seem like a romantic bunch, but maybe that's just from a male perspective. But I guess well, women I, but, love them. I can tell you that. Okay, that's women cool. absolutely go crazy for hockey romance. Right, but it's and but but it's it's not necessarily for hockey, but for hockey romance. So, is it your opinion that you can take romance into just about any genre if it's well written? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, there are romance heroes I've written. I mean, everything from an HVAC repairman to CEO, you know, lawyer, lots of hockey players. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think it's not so much about their profession. That's more of a backdrop. Yeah, sure. Um, But that that hockey player on-ice element just adds a lot of excitement. And it also creates the opportunity for us to write a series where you're meeting other players from the team and then you get interested in them, and you like them, and later you get to read their story. So, so I, that whole team element leads itself well to a series, well, lends itself well to writing a series. So when we talk romance novels, though, there are sex scenes in these romance novels. So do you ever get embarrassed about people who read your books, and then you've written a sex scene, and do they ever mention <laughs> it to you? No. You know, I did it first. I did it first. Um, but... Anymore, no, it doesn't bother me. Because at first, people were like, oh, my God, you've done all of this. And it's like, no, this isn't like a narrative, a personal, you know, like, this is fiction. And then they're, yeah. and then they're horrifically disappointed, right? Probably. No. Probably. <laughs> but, but this, but, but, but this um, is interesting. And this is a serious author question. Yeah. If I can wedge one in there yes. here and there. Uh, so, okay. So it's something as personal as romance. And sex, and it's very, you know everybody's a little bit different. Where do you draw mm-hmm. inspiration from to kind of come at that from different angles for each new character that you write? Because you know you come from your own personal yeah. experience, but where do you look to go? Okay, this person's going to do it this way, as opposed to the last person that did it that way. Or yeah. what, where do you get yeah. that? Where do you get that? So that's a that's a great question because we're always trying to stay fresh you know, as authors with our characters, with our storyline. So one of the starting points for a novel is something called GMC, which stands for Goal, Motivation, and Conflict. And that's where you look at who your characters are, what their goals are. And in a good book, their goals and their conflicts are in direct opposition. So you kind of pull from who that character is and where they come from as, as you look at how they would approach um, you know, the whole bossy billionaire CEO is very popular. Um, I would <laughs> <Yeah>. say <laughs> more women like to read alpha types in romance than yeah, beta. For sure. Um, I would say. But, 
both both can be done really, really well. It's all about um, you know the job the author does writing them. So it sounds to me like it's a it, a lot of the success of your books and of your writing. It's a, it's like a lot of businesses where it's a combination of your art, you know, your imagination and your skill as a writer. But you've worked mm-hmm. some you you studied some statistics on this stuff too. You you've got a little marketing going on uh, with this too, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I have some books with um, traditional publishing houses, uh, Random House, and um, also an Amazon publishing imprint. But the majority of my work is self-published. And, you know, that means I'm the publisher, too. So I have to pick the cover art and hire a cover designer and hire the editors. And um, I have an assistant who helps a lot with marketing and everything like that. But you know, you're not just writing books; you're also running a business. Yeah. Correct. So, 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 um, so your and your research showed that the hockey players are so much hotter than small appliance repairmen. <laughs> <laughs> I did a pretty good job writing uh, an HVAC repairman. He's one of my more popular. I think women love a man who is capable, and it, it doesn't have to be capable of playing a professional sport. Um, like cowboys are very popular oh. too. I don't write them. But just a man who is who is capable and um, sure of himself, so I Brenda, think is kind of a common theme. Brenda, if someone if someone were to go to try one of your books, which one is your favorite book? What would you say? This is my favorite book. This is my favorite character. I want if you're going to try one of my books, this is the book I want you to try. Yeah, so I have a romantic suspense called Come Closer, um, which is kind of that you know a suspense has you guessing about what's going on in the book as you read it. So it's got romance, but it's also got suspense, and it's set in a mental hospital, which is an unusual setting, I think, for a romance novel. Um, I'm super proud of that one, and that is one that um, one of the Amazon publishers acquired the rights to. Very cool. We're talking with Brenda Rothard, who writes romance novels and is based right here in Peoria and has sold about 40, has 47 books to her credit. So my mom when she was a young girl, had a correspondence going on back when people used to write to each other with Louis L'Amour, the Western author. She was a big, oh, nice. she, she was a big writer, and she sent him a bunch of short stories just because oh, really? maybe he'll read them. And he wrote her mm-hmm. back and critiqued her short stories for her, you know, That's very cool. for, for better or for yeah. worse. But mm-hmm. he, did, he actually took the time to do that for my mother. Which I always thought was interesting. You brought up Western novels, which mm-hmm. are interesting. Did anybody ever do that for you? What was the first feedback like when you put your first stuff out there and that, that either made you want to curl up into a ball and suck your thumb or keep riding forward? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I totally identify with that because when I was new, I didn't tell anybody I had written a book until it was done. And then I told my best friend um, from Beacon High School, her name's Liz, and she read it for me. She's a big reader, and she... She liked it and gave me some positive feedback, and that's what gave me the courage to enter into the Amazon Breakthrough Novel Award competition. That's what friends Still are didn't for. Tell anybody I wrote it. That's um, what friends are for. I love that. Cool. I love that. Yeah, and it was after I got the feedback from the judges in the Breakthrough Novel competition that I was able to say, "Okay, maybe I'm not completely crazy here. I think it's okay to go ahead and tell the world I've done this, you know, and publish it." But I think it's so critical. God, you've inspired me, Brenda. I'm going to write my book. No, you're not. I'm going to write my book, Brenda, now. You've inspired me. you're not. Yeah, I am. Hey, this might be... One of my favorite things to do is read things for other people and tell them, this is what you're doing really, really well. I want you to build on this. Um, 
I think it's scary when you're putting your work out there for somebody because you think they're going to say, well, this is terrible. Um, I've never read anything from anybody that was just straight up terrible. Um, I can find potential and things way. to build off <laughs> of. And, and uh, that's, that's so important, I think, to writers is doing for others what people have done for us sure. yep. in encouraging and building up and saying, you know, just keep working on this, keep writing. Um, so, yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do for people. That's cool. It's really a pleasure to have you on today. It's really yeah. inspirational and, and very cool. And I know I, I probably wasn't supposed to tell you this, but Nancy told me this uh, earlier. Uh, so her son and his friends were like leafing through one of your books, and I know they were just reading the sex scenes because that's what <laughs> that's what well, young young son. boys do. So you're probably teaching uh, Nancy's youngest son a few things. Just want to let you know that <laughs> they were so that you guys could be, so you guys could be completely awkward the next time you see each other. <laughs> you know, I have boys myself, and um, yeah, they've been the subject of you know questions from their friends. Uh, my my oldest son is 25 now. He's a teacher at Harrison. I will never forget him borrowing my Kindle one day. This has nothing to do with me writing books, but I was writing books. And uh, one of his friends saw it in class and said, Dude, why are you reading a book called Seducing Cinderella? <laughs> and uh, that was my book. Um, he had just borrowed the Kindle, but he oh, was like funny. mortified. That's, a, um, that's you know, amazing. But, yeah. That's really my, funny. My boys have snuck read my books too. My oldest has no desire. He's like, no, not doing it. But uh, my middle one, I've, I've caught my paperbacks, you know, hidden in his room before and thought, okay, I so, guess he's checking them out. So sometimes the romance novel, Brenda, doesn't get a lot of respect in the literary world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's, what, they yes. throw up mom porn or all this, you know yeah, what I mean? It's uh -huh. like, this is, you know, you hear uh -huh. that stuff all the time. So what, what do you tell people that, that, that kind of, degrade the genre like that uh, when people do? Sure. So I tell them that romance is the top selling mm -hmm. genre in ebooks in the world. And I've sold a million. Um, and writing these books and connecting with this readers has changed my life. Um, you know, I, I never could have imagined yeah. um, the and life I've had since I started writing books. And I get messages from real people saying, you know, this thing in your book connected with me and made a difference in my life. I had a woman say, you know, I've been having trouble in my marriage since our son drowned, and reading your book helped me realize that I need to go get counseling mm. and work on myself. It's and odd, isn't it? It's odd when you I make mean, those connections with strangers, but, but, uh, you, oh, but you yes. kind of know you're making those connections out of the gate. That happens to a lot of, to us on the radio because you talk yeah. to so many people. And people will just call up and, you know, I was having the worst day and then you guys made me laugh and the day's better. And mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it's worth it, right? It's what That's what you do it for is to entertain. Absolutely. Yeah. It, is, it is. And there are so many female entrepreneurs out there, like E.L. James, who wrote Fifty Shades, was the, the trailblazer. Right. You know, she, she made it possible for so many women to think, hey, I could do this. Yeah. And, and I'm one of them. And... I just I love this life. I love this community and the people who look down on it. I I don't you know I don't have any real feelings of ill will toward them. I feel like they just don't understand. Yeah, it, it deserves um, respect. It's a one point zero eight billion dollar industry. So <laughs> yeah, it sells a couple it, of and, books. And you know it's it's the yeah. readers. The, the readers are very dedicated. Yeah. Like she just mentioned, like yeah. people will write yeah. to her. Well, yeah. a million books sold. I mean, that, uh, congratulations to you yeah. and well done. And that's hard work and stuff. And and uh, Brenda Rothard's joining us, local romance novel novelist here in the Peoria area. 
47 books to her credit. And I just, before I get you out of here, I got one more question to ask you yeah. to, to put you on the spot. You know, <laughs> it, the, the pub, publishing of everybody, everybody who reads at one point in time has said, I want to write a book. It's like Nancy. She says it twice a year. She never does it. But sometimes mm -hmm. people get motivated to do it. So in your experience, in this crazy self-publishing world of 2022 with the internet, et cetera, what are, give me two of the main things that I should do to be successful at actually getting a book out there for someone to read? Okay, so the first, the first piece of advice I always give to everybody is, is to write. Like, write, write, write. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if your church needs somebody to write the bulletin, volunteer to do it. If your kid's school needs help with the newsletter, volunteer to do it. Mm -hmm. Because any form of writing is going to help you grow and build. My years as a newspaper reporter helped me grow into a writer of novels. So the best advice um, anyone, you know, can give you is to, to write a lot and read a lot. Okay. And um, that's one. So that doesn't count as two. That counts as one. Got it. Um, the other one is, is just believe you can and write it one chapter at a time. Instead of thinking, I need to write this whole huge long book that's this many words, just take it one step at a time, one chapter at a time, and don't give up. Awesome. And that's fantastic because sometimes you don't know where the story's going until you're in the middle of the story, right? And you get overwhelmed. You're like, oh, I, I don't right. know where to go. Yeah, right. I yeah. get that. So Brandon, when, when I was new, I would reach a point in books where I was like, oh, I didn't do this right. <laughs> um, I didn't set up my goal motivation conflict right. Um, and I would hire an editor and say, can this be saved? And every time that instinct told me to ask, the answer was no, this can't um, be saved. Yeah. But that's okay, because I learned. Well, you know, when, I learned a lesson from those books, and I got better. At that point, that's when you bring in the sexy vacuum repairman. I know how this <laughs> stuff works. <laughs> I right. get it. That is great yeah. advice. So tell us where we can get not only your latest book, because you just had a book released. Where can we find your books, and where can we find you on the Internet? Uh, so my website is my name, BrendaRothert.com. And my books are available, you know, everywhere online that you can buy a book. So Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, Google Play, um, and you can buy paperbacks. But for most romance readers, um, e-books are where it's at. Fantastic. Okay. Brenda, what a pleasure to spend some time with you today. Thank you so much for taking yes. it. We, we're, it's Thank really interesting. Thank you very much. It's really interesting. You know, I mean, I love stories of success from people who are... You know, you don't have to be in New York or right. L.A., you know what I mean? If you're, if you're, you're good and yes. you're dedicated and you know how to self-market, you can, in 2022, you can do this from anywhere, right? Love That's it. the exciting yeah, thing. Yeah, and you guys, I'm not the only one in the Peoria area. We have several yeah. super successful local romance authors right here in our area. So well, I'll I just, tell you what, anybody who dreams of doing it, you can do it too. I will volunteer to be the cover guy on your next novel. That's not a problem. Oh, I appreciate that. Totally into that. <laughs> I don't think you're tall enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I could be the cover guy on the novel that you buried in the backyard. I could be that guy. That uh, might work. Not a that problem. Uh, have a wonderful day yes. and a great weekend. And uh, join Thanks, us again Brenda. sometime else. It's always fascinating to talk to you, Brenda. Thank you. Thanks so much. Have a All great right. day. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so, Brenda Rothert, interesting. I'm going to write my book, John. I'm inspired by Brenda. I, I am. I, I want you to, and, and I, I would like to have her back on the podcast after you write your book to critique it live. Just Wouldn't the, that be fun? Just the sex scene, or is, <laughs> is that what? Huh? Did I say that? I can't read anything that, I could never read a sex scene that you wrote. <laughs>
<laughs> too uncomfortable. Yes, you could. See, she even said, you just get over it. We'll have some more folks on uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, of this variety, too, uh, throughout uh, the year as we continue the podcast. Because if you keep listening. We'll keep talking. See you next time. Bye.